All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the String Bean Podcast. My name is Kyle Gibbs. I am a sophomore at UC San Diego. I'm studying human biology and I'm on the track team and a bunch of other stuff. Hopefully you've heard a few more episodes before this one um, and you kind of have a decent idea of what the deal is over here. But if not, that's kind of the rundown. Um, This is season three, episode two. And today I'm just on my own. Um, Not gonna be a super long episode, but I have a, a fun little story to tell about what happened earlier tonight. Uh, it's Tuesday, April 19th, 2022, roughly 10.30 p.m. And uh, I had a duty shift earlier this night. It's uh, 6 to 9 p.m. Just, you know, have the duty phone with the keys and be in a certain area on campus in case anyone gets locked out of the room or anything like that. And at like, I want to say 8.15 or so, I ordered a Grubhub order from BJ's. I got spaghetti and meatballs. Um, And the thing with Grubhub and ordering Grubhub while living on campus is the campus address takes you just like to the middle and yeah so I have to put in like a very specific thing and on the Grubhub app the address part for like my specific building or area doesn't show up Um, like you have to click on it and and whatever but most of the drivers will just kind of look at it and, and whatever and they won't put in the right address and they'll go to the wrong part of campus <clears throat> so in the special instructions I always write like oh please put this into your map and take it to there and, and I'll meet you or whatever and normally it works out fine it's it has been an issue a few times but nothing crazy it's just you know they're in the parking lot instead of like across from the parking lot but it's, it's not a big deal but Tonight, it was a whole thing, and I'm not going to say the driver's name just out of respect. Like, I, I don't think anything bad could come from it for him or for myself, but just out of respect, I won't say his name. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I get the notification that the food's on its way, and I was like, let's go. I'm hungry. It's, it's kind of late and all that. And uh, a few minutes later, I get a text saying that he dropped the food off in front of Sixth Market, which unfortunately is not where I live and not very close to where I live. And uh, yeah, so I called him and he answered and was yelling basically and uh, he told me that he was at Sixth Market in Sixth College and 
uh, if I wasn't there right now, he was going to leave and go home and that I was a bad customer. And I literally didn't say a single thing. I, I picked up or I called him and he picked up the phone and he started going on and on and then hung up. And I didn't even get to say anything before he hung up. So I texted him. I said, sir, you went to the wrong address. And all caps, he typed the GPS took me here and then I typed out the correct address that I put in the driver's notes that is actually also the same address I put in the app um, and he uh, texted me he was on his way and then uh, got there <laughs> And uh, I went and met him, and he seemed like really nice at first. And then um, he demanded that I pay him more money. Like over and over and over again, he demanded that I, I pay him $5 because he had to drive extra. And I pulled out my phone, I showed him what the address was and what I put in the driver's notes, and he, he still was saying that he had to drive extra and he wanted to go home and I owe him $5 now. And uh, I was still on duty and I had to go. So I was just like, whatever, dude. Uh, thank you for, for delivering me my food. I appreciate it. And then he got in his car and left. And um, I thought that was just very funny because <laughs> it I couldn't have done anything more... Um, accommodating for the driver to go to the correct place and even though he didn't and that was completely on him I was still very nice about it and very patient and still hungry and at work um, so I feel like I very easily could have been justified in not being nice to him and being what is known as a Karen but I made sure not to because I, I was already kind of chuckling at the fact that he, when I called him, he started screaming at me and said he was going to go home <laughs> um, and that I was a bad customer. That was so, that made me laugh actually. And yeah, so when he left, I looked up Grubhub's like customer service line and called them not to like, I don't know get a refund or anything because I still got my food and it wasn't like much later than they said it would be but I just kind of wanted to tell them like hey this guy didn't do his job correctly and then blamed me and demanded that I pay him more and they were like oh my gosh yeah no they're not they're not supposed to do that like we're so sorry and it was fine like that's all I really wanted to hear was just that, you know, I, I did have um, like a reason to be upset. Like I wasn't in the wrong. Um, but yeah, so that that was just something that happened tonight. And I thought that was very funny. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first because he had like, a very strong accent to the point where I almost thought he was faking it 
and then he was screaming at me. It was just so, it felt just very silly. And um, yeah, it was real. It didn't, it wasn't a joke. But yeah, so that's how that went. And I figured I would just kind of kick this episode off with that just because it happened very recently and I knew I wanted to kind of talk about it. But yeah, other than that, it's a Tuesday night. I've just been watching Ozark. I did my homework. Um, I have a physics quiz tomorrow morning and I'm not super sure how that's gonna go because I'm pretty sure it's a it's quizzing us on stuff that we covered like two weeks ago so yeah I, I don't know man I, that class is fun I have a cool professor and I find it interesting and enjoyable but um I don't know it is it's not super hard it's I just I'm not that good at it yet um, yeah but yeah physics quiz tomorrow I have an OCHEM midterm on Saturday morning and um, I'm gonna need to study pretty hard for that because I, I don't know like I kind of know what's going on in that class, but I really don't, like, I think I've noticed this quarter so far has been, like, the, the trend is, like, in all my classes, I'm not completely lost. Like, I'm definitely doing well enough to pass, which is, at the end of the day, that's, like, the big goal is just, like, don't fail the classes, but, like, the real goal for myself is do well in them and understand them and everything and I don't think I don't I really can't tell if I've been proficient in them or not yet it's still kind of early to tell haven't had really any tests or anything yet so I don't know just personal confidence I've definitely had higher confidence in other classes before but I've also had much lower confidence and then done well. So I guess this week will kind of be a good benchmark of where I'm at with those. And I'm sure that's, you know, OCHEM, physics, and physiology are not easy classes. So it's, I feel like I'm justified in not feeling as confident as I have in like my easier classes at this point in the quarter um, I do just need to commit more time to studying I think because I don't really have like a set time of the day where I just make sure I study and catch up and I've, I've never really needed to but I think I'm getting to that point in school where the classes are hard enough and at a fast enough pace to where if I want to get a good grade in them unless I have no other responsibilities I do have to just set apart time to study and uh, that probably sounds pretty normal I think it is pretty normal but 
I've honestly never really done that outside of like a very small percentage of my classes before and like EMT school and everything was just incredibly fast-paced so like that was just my entire life for two months there um, so that's just something I'm gonna have to get used to I think and I'm not against it I think that it'll be really exciting to just kind of fully understand what we're talking about because this is the first time I think ever in my life that all the classes I'm taking are genuinely interesting to me and I really do enjoy them like I don't the only time that I don't enjoy going to class is when I'm like I just got out of practice or I'm like really tired or whatever but that's it never has to do with the class itself it's just like the surrounding context of my life um, and that's really cool being able to wake up and look at what I have to do and just be happy to do that because um, you know you, you probably don't even think about it until maybe middle school when you're like oh I hate these classes or I like these ones and then high school you kind of get a little bit more freedom in what you take but it's still like you always have at least one or two or three classes that you just don't like and then college the first whatever year or two is just GE's and lower div requirements and all that and honestly like in college I haven't had any classes that I really hate except this one stats class I took like that was my second time taking stats not because I failed but because I didn't do AP stats in high school so I had to do it again in college and it was just it was boring and I didn't like it online and I don't know my professor didn't seem super organized but uh, that's really the only class that I genuinely hated other than that like they've been either okay or something that I enjoyed or just you know needed to get through um, and now I'm, I'm like I'm at the point where my classes are difficult but they're stimulating and interesting to me personally and actually useful like physiology is a very large basis of what I'm at this point planning on doing as a career and physics is you ask anyone that I grew up with has been something that I've always been interested in and this is the first time I'm actually taking a physics class and that's really exciting and then OCHEM like might not be as applicable but it is again something that I'd have to do for my degree and it has been really enjoyable so far which I feel like is kind of an uncommon or an unpopular opinion but I don't I mean we're also still you know a month in and it could just completely turn into the worst class ever but I mean it hasn't been easy so far but it has been interesting and I think the way that it's set up like the things that you're supposed to learn and the way it's kind of asking your brain to work is a way that my brain works naturally or at least that I've done regularly like it's it's more puzzle solving than just calculation based and um, yeah up to this point it has been very fun and hard still 
but like I get to the lecture and I'm just engaged the entire time and the hour flies by like I look up and it's you know 6:45 and we have 5 minutes left left of class and it felt like we got there 10 minutes ago so i think part of that is because it does go by very quickly like we cover a ton of information in every lecture but even on the days that i just don't understand what we're talking about it still is just conceptually an interesting thing and I think I'm like, <laughs> I'm finally at the point where I have a strong enough background in general chemistry that I can follow along with the overall goals of what the OCHEM classes are about, to some extent at least. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm super good at them or super good at chemistry in general, but while I might not be like the best chemistry student or the best chemist or whatever I I do enjoy it so there's that because it's been almost two full years or I guess no it's been a year and a half or so of college chem that I just haven't enjoyed and now I'm at the point where it's harder and it's different but it is more enjoyable I think that's cool other than that um, I have a job interview next week for an EMT company and I'm pretty excited about that I need to get my ambulance license still um, and I need to get my driver's license renewed I feel like I ordered it I know I went on the DMV website and was ordering something or whatever, scheduling something, but um, new driver's license hasn't come in yet. I, I feel like maybe I messed something up because it's been a little while. Because uh, I knew my license was going to expire this year, so I, I was being proactive with that. I like a month and a half earlier than it was going to expire I ordered the new one or I thought I did I was intending to and uh, either I didn't or it's just been taking longer than expected to get to get in um, but yeah so I need that I need the ambulance license and I mean all the other stuff I already have so yeah that'll be fun I need to kind of review my medical assessment it's been a little while since I've done that but assuming it goes well and I get offered a position then I'll be doing that pretty much as soon as track season's over all the way through summer all the way through next year hopefully um, and then when track season starts again I'll probably go um, just work as as like the minimum I guess or maybe just I don't know that's that's pretty far away from now but um, yeah I'm gonna start getting those PCE hours and um, actually using my EMT education <laughs> so that's exciting and then also I just finished my CV for a lab position 
that um, I was recommended to apply to. So I, I haven't finished it. I did like almost all of it. And then um, I got some feedback and I need to, or sorry, I finished it, got some feedback and now I need to go revise it. So it's still in progress technically. Um, but yeah, other than that, school, track, work, Grubhub, stories. Track has been going okay. Um, I think we're at the point in the season where everyone is just kind of fighting little injuries here and there. I guess I use the word injury as something that's preventing you from competing or practicing or whatever so it's not like fighting off little injuries it's fighting off like being hurt I guess where being hurt is something that's not healthy or like a hundred percent but it's not preventing you from competing and practicing like if I you know broke my arm in half then that would be an injury and I couldn't compete but the fact that I have shin splints means that I'm hurt, but I'm not injured, for example. And I think everyone is fighting off those little hurts, if, if we want to call them that, um, because we've been practicing nearly every day for the last however many months. I don't even remember when we started practicing again. It's like October, maybe. But... Yeah, six months basically of practicing almost every single day. You're you're bound to get little things here and there when your entire sport is just managing energy transfer through your body. Um, so yeah, because I was explaining to to Wayne earlier. Shout out to Wayne. Let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I was explaining to Wayne earlier the way that this kind of happens. It, it starts to all really crescendo at the end of the season or near the end of the season where like, I don't know, two months in you, you twist your ankle or something and it doesn't take you out. It just, it hurts a little bit and you start rehabbing, you start treating it and your body unconsciously will recognize that that that's a thing that's hurting and it will kind of compensate for that in some way or another so if your ankle's out of line or whatever it is like physically your body is different and it's going to take that stress differently than if it was in line or whatever's wrong but then also your body will will naturally kind of change the way it moves to protect that thing it'll compensate so then you'll be running slightly differently to prevent your ankle from taking that blow as hard as it normally would and after doing that for so many months something else will start to give like your hip or something and now you have a hip problem and an ankle problem and you didn't even do anything to your hip it's just from compensating over time and then um, let's say you, you don't stretch as much as you should or, or whatever, don't cool down 
um, sorry, you don't cool down as efficiently as um, you would like to because you got to go after practice like once a week or twice a week. Now you have more of like a muscle tightening kind of thing and uh, you haven't been giving it as much attention as it needs to resolve as quickly as you want it to. Now you have like tight hips or tight glutes or whatever. You take one bad step or, or one weird fall when you're pole vaulting or high jumping or long jumping or really doing anything. Now your back spazzes out because you have so much tension in your hips. Now you have a back thing and a hip thing and an ankle thing. And now you can't really move very well. You get treatment, you get it done, whatever. Now you're throwing jab. When you plant your hip twist, ouch, your back starts spazzing, ow, you clutch your body in to brace for that. And now all of that force is going into your shoulder. Now you have a shoulder thing too. So it all just kind of adds up and they're all building off of each other because, you know, four or five months ago you, you twisted your ankle. And obviously like in a sport, or I guess any sport, when you're doing it every day, your chances of getting hurt increase over time if you're doing the same kind of thing every day. That's just how that goes. And even if you have the perfect form in everything that you do, the fact that you're still transferring so much energy through your body and your body isn't designed to do these things, at least at the level that you're you're trying to get them to do it you're trying to get your body to do them something's gonna give you have a weak spot somewhere and even if you do have perfect running form you're still slamming your feet into the ground very hard at some point you're probably gonna get a shin thing or an ankle thing or a foot thing or whatever even if you didn't do anything wrong so it's just yeah it's we have a month left of season, roughly. I think it's like three or four meets. And everyone on the team, it seems like, is dealing with something, just trying to fight it off till the end of season. They can really kind of rest and let that stuff, like, heal. Because it's nothing, like... I don't want to say it's nothing, because I don't know what everyone's going through, but at least for my case, it's nothing insane. It's not debilitating. It's not really affecting my daily life outside of practice much except this one hip thing or IT band or whatever it's kind of kills but it's like it's not a big injury it's not a huge life-altering thing to the point where if you just don't run for a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever you'll feel fine because it like for myself and for most track injuries I would say it's more of an overuse thing than an acute like big problem and when it's that then it usually isn't just something you have to deal with it's like a full like f six weeks recovery or whatever you know what I mean so yeah we're at the point in the season where everyone probably around the world who's in sports is just feeling it and it's uh it's pretty unfortunate and, oh, sorry, mm, sorry, big yawn. And I love our training room, all the people in there, but it gets so crowded. I don't think any of them are really like bad at what they do. 
there's just so many students, so many athletes they have to take care of, and they're so understaffed for that, that a lot of the time you can't get in there when you need, and when you do, you're not in there for long enough to address all your problems, and you feel bad because they're doing their best. They have another student they have to look at in half an hour, so they have to do their full assessment and full rehab, and and they have to keep track of hundreds of students, and you end up not getting the, the care at the level that you need it, and they're always super stressed, and yeah, so our, our training room, it's not bad. They know what they're doing. I trust them. They're just, it's a lot to do for everyone, and uh, I don't think they, they have enough people to do it all to a very high standard. Um, and yeah so that's it's just it's a whole system a whole economy of injuries and recovery and hurts and whatever so yeah ooh, ooh. that's yawn number three you guys I should also mention that um that background sound is the trolley. The trolley's going now. I think it might have been last quarter or last time I was recording, like season two, probably was. But um, yeah, so now when I'm in my room, every few minutes or whenever the trolley goes, it this trolley stop is right there. So that's just something that's gonna play in the background. I don't think it's too distracting, but um, yeah, I'm still in my same room, still in my same building. It's uh, years not over yet, so all the same noises, little bumps and trolley horns like that, if you could hear it, are going to be there, um, and that's just kind of how that goes, so I'm sorry about it, but it's, you know, I feel like that kind of makes it part of it, like I'm a college student living on campus, making a podcast about being a college student living on campus, so you're, you're really kind of getting the full, the full deal. So, um, yeah. Hmm. I feel like I should have studied for my physics quiz more than I did. And by that, I mean, like, should have studied anything because I, I didn't really study much at all. So that seems like a tomorrow problem, which is probably why I don't feel very confident in my academic whatevers right now because... It often turns out that it is a tomorrow problem as opposed to something I should just do now. But so far, I've been fine. And I think it would be, I think it'd be pretty weird if I didn't pass all my classes. My goal is to get A's in all of them. And I think that's very doable because I, I do have an interest in all of them. And generally, classes that I'm interested in, I end up doing very well in. Um, it's just I'm learning as I'm traversing through my first college athlete season that uh, spring quarter is not when you want to take OCHEM physics and physiology all at the same time. So it's good to know and looking at my academic plan, which I don't, did I even... I don't think I talked about like my major and stuff. Um, 
Yeah, that's a whole can of worms. I'm going to crack the lid a little bit. Uh, I think there was an episode sometime in season two where I was talking about my major. And I'm just going to do a brief rundown. So I came into college intending to be a human biology major, but it's capped. So that means that they, they regulate uh, the amount of people they can admit, admit for that major per year. And I ended up getting... Um, admitted to the school very late relative to the other people like actually like really super late so putting human bio as my first choice it was capped a bunch of other people put it there and they got it and I didn't so I got my second choice which is human development which is a very interdisciplinary um, pretty cool major but um, I took the intro class to it spring quarter of last year and I just really didn't like it. It's like they ask a bunch of cool questions, they have a bunch of cool topics, but they don't really they don't really have any answers to those questions yet. And that's not something I'm super interested in. Like I, I came to college to gain knowledge. Whoa, that rhymed. And understanding. Um, as well as learning how to ask good questions and find answers to questions that don't have answers yet. But in the case of human development, it's asking really cool questions that don't have any answers at the moment. And I'm not super interested in doing research in that field. So um, I, I decided pretty much as soon as you know I was in that class that I wanted to switch out of that major. And uh, oh, fourth young, wow. Yeah, so I, I decided I wanted to switch out of that major and into something else or to a different school. And there's a whole thing with that. Obviously, I ended up staying, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, but yeah, so I switched my major, or sorry, my plan was to switch my major to human bio, which also still is capped. Like, that never changed. So... I looked at like what the process would be and I had to take uh, the rest of the chem series and um, like two more or one more no at that point it was two more bio classes and um, I had already had the rest of it done and I basically just had to pass those classes and then apply and I had to do that before um, next quarter so before my junior year basically and uh, so that was my plan, and I did that. I finished it last quarter. So then I applied to switch into human bio last quarter, and I got in, and I switched. So now I'm a human bio major, like officially, even though that's been like the plan, and I've been acting as a human bio major, taking those classes since this, like the beginning of this year. Um, now it's official. But there's been a development. Uh, relatively recently while I was waiting for my um, application to switch to human bio to go in to go through I was looking at the requirements for um, a different major just to like just in case I was really like struggling in one of my chem classes and uh, I was like well if I don't pass it then I might not be able to switch to human bio so like what else could I do and global health came up and it has very similar lower division requirements and um, the upper divisions are really cool and it gives you a lot of 
um, I guess, kind of like lateral movement in terms of what you can study with that and what you want to specialize in and all that stuff. And it's a really cool major. So I switched to that because that's not capped. So I could just switch. I didn't have to apply or anything. So I switched from human development to global health while I was waiting for my human bio application to go through. That's a lot of words, but I think you guys got it. Um, I hope you do. If not, just rewind, like whatever. But yeah, I, I was kind of like half expecting not to get into human bio. I ended up passing the class and they approved it and I was like, whoa, let's go. So then I accepted the human bio offer but in this process of maybe I'll get accepted to human bio, like maybe I, I, I won't, whatever, I had this idea like, well, no matter what, I'm gonna be minoring in the other thing just because I think it's cool. So if I don't get into human bio, I'm gonna be global health, minoring in bio. If I do get into bio, I'm gonna be human bio, minoring in global health because I think global health is really cool. So what would, the difference between that and just declaring the double major if I end up getting in how would that look and I made the whole four-year plan like looked at all the classes I have to take when I have to take them making sure they're all offered at the right times and everything and it's very doable to double major so that was my plan and it's even easier if instead of doing human bio I do general bio so now I do general bio, petition for a double major in uh, global health, and then I just do that academic plan and then bam, I get my bachelor's that has two things on it instead of one thing. And that I don't know how much that would really help me, but the fact that I would get to double major and study two things that are relatively related and also two things that I find very, very interesting and, and fulfilling to learn about. I was like, why not? Because the difference between double majoring and majoring in one and minoring in the other is a matter of like four classes, which is the equivalent of a full quarter, and I was a full quarter ahead already, so it didn't put me behind at all. So, yeah, N now that I'm officially human bio, which just went through a few days ago like I got the offer I think a few weeks ago but then it, I accepted the offer and it finally went through within the last few days um, so now that that's through I think I I just need to switch to general bio which isn't a full application again because all the bio department majors are capped and they're all divisions of bio so you can switch between those pretty freely so switch to general bio and then petition for the double major in global health. And I've already talked to my major, um, or sorry, my college advisor, the global health advisor, and then I'm talking to a bio advisor about it tomorrow just to make sure that my uh, academic plan works for all of them. And then, uh, then I can do that. So that's the T. I totally forgot what this background was for. Um, so that's the cool thing with you guys is you can rewind and you can hear me say, oh, this is a whole can of worms that I'm gonna crack the lid to as background context for this 
main point that I wanted to get to, but I can't do that because I'm recording this and I don't have anything written down. So now I just I get to sit here and, and think about what it was that I was going to talk about because I'm pretty sure there was a bigger point to all of that. And I don't remember what it was. Oh, I think I do. So with this academic plan, I had to make a few of them um, just in case I, I didn't get into the major or like if I decided I didn't want a double major or I couldn't or whatever. So I made like three or four academic plans based on what my major was and what my minors were or whatever and if I was double majoring and all that. So going back to the main point, spring quarter during track season is not when you're going to want to take all the hard classes. And this is my hardest spring quarter. And it's been pretty fine so far. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little behind. I'm a little stressed. But that's just, that's nothing new. So based on the course descriptions that I've read and the fact that I don't have to take OCHEM after the summer, assuming I switch to general bio, this should be my hardest spring quarter, which is nice because ugh, I don't want to keep doing this, this whole um, ochem physics physiology thing. So anyway, yeah, spring quarter is not the time to take the hardest classes you can because you're missing, you know, three of the 10 Fridays that you have to go run around a track and jump and throw and whatever. And that stuff's really fun and it's cool and I have a scholarship to do that. Um, it is just stressful when you're in hard classes and all of them are on Friday, but you're missing the classes to go compete. And especially it sucks when you don't compete as well as you want to because it's like, oh, well, I could have just done my homework instead and not feel all this stress now. But whatever, like, that's the main lesson that I'm learning right now through this quarter is like, it's nice that I took fewer units. I'm really glad that I did that because if I didn't, then I would be way too stressed. But out of the 13 units that I took, 13 of those units are STEM classes that are notoriously not easy classes. So putting that together, fewer classes, but more difficult. And it's during spring quarter. So fall, winter, like even winter, whatever. Winter is always just kind of universally the worst quarter, um, at least from everyone that I've talked to. And in my own experience, winter is the worst one. So I think if you're just going to load it up, load it up fall if you can if not load it up winter take a relatively easy spring maybe do some summer classes if you wanted whatever but oh, and I feel like people told me to do that um, and I didn't listen to them because um, I don't know sometimes you just don't but also my, my plan to double major and all of that was uh, kind of, or I guess 
Just the idea of switching to bio in general required that I take the classes this quarter that I did um, because I have to get ochem done to take biochem and I have to get biochem to, to take like a few other upper div bio classes and I needed to get physiology done so I could take the next physio class and I mean I guess I could have really done that at any point because I already had the prereqs done but oh but no physio I think the one that I'm in right now is a prereq for like two other classes that I might take or that I have to take or something so yeah it is just kind of a lot the way that you have to plan things out like years ahead before you even do it or before you really even know what's going on so that's always fun it's a fun thing to like and i mean that genuinely it is just i enjoy making the schedules i think that's a good time so oh yeah I think that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. I think this episode has been going for like 40 minutes. And I know I said it was going to be a relatively short one because I was just planning on telling that story. And then I was like, oh, that was a lot faster than I intended because there actually weren't that many details and it all happened pretty quick. Um, so then I'm just going to talk about something else. And then I did that and then I talked about something else. And then now I realized that I went a lot farther than I thought I would. In terms of time so I'm gonna cut this one here thank you guys for listening um, I apologize if I sound kind of weird my lips are super chapped from uh, this weekend I was at or on the way to slash from the track at Long Beach State for a total of like 30 something hours this weekend uh, which is kind of ridiculous but that's what you got to do sometimes I, I threw jav on Friday pole vaulted on Saturday and uh, had to go to and from the track both days and was at the track all day both days so yeah I, uh, I didn't wear sunscreen and I didn't get too sunburnt anywhere except my face got, got kind of red and uh, part of the stuff on my face that got red was my lips and yep I, I just feel them kind of cracking and drying out so apologies if I sound kind of weird but anyway I think that's it so appreciate you listening uh, tune in for the next one I don't really know what my upload schedule is going to be for the rest of the quarter because of the, everything that's going on um so I'm not going to promise anything. This, so far, season three is just kind of like, oh, I want to talk about this. Like, almost more like season one, but I'm going to try to make it more of a priority than it was in season one. And um, just stress about it less than I did in season two. Because I think the, the right balance for what I want to go with with this podcast is between those two things, where it's not a source of stress, but it's also... Um, something that I do regularly so yeah I'm still kind of figuring that balance out just bear with me but anyway I have a tendency to make these outros a bit longer than they should be 
because I don't really know how I'm supposed to end them. I think it's just kind of like, all right, we'll see ya. So um, with that being said, um, all right, see ya.